Okay, so today we usually do our show at KSCO, but today we're looking at KSCO from the distance. From us, from the flooded beach house, the topsy-turvy world that has become our beach house. What fun today, taking pictures of appliance serial numbers and model numbers. Trying to figure out what burned, why we smelled the electrical fire after the wave engulfed the house. My electrical buddy, Bob, free energy left, thinks that it's probably not the compressor, but the burn mark is right underneath the compressor on the floor, thanks to Trace who noticed that. So we think the compressor might be the issue. We have several dead appliances in the kitchen area. One of them is the compactor. One of them is the refrigerator. refrigerator. And it seemed like the dishwasher made it through okay, just a little dirt and sand underneath it. Those are the only appliances that were low enough to the ground to be a problem. Yeah, I noticed the refrigerator had about a quarter inch of sand and water in the bottom of it. The wave definitely had a place to live there for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, but very interesting coincidence is that the wave did most of the damage and left most of the dirt and debris in the garage and flipped over the refrigerator that was in the garage. However, since it was unplugged, it's still working. <laughs> yeah, go figure. It was unplugged probably helps. And to help us with this uh, process, we have our good buddy Jim Rintoul. Jim <laughs> Welcome. Hey, hi, Radio Land. <laughs> yeah, so thanks so much for coming to help us. Yeah, uh, sure, sure. Well, the Beach House has been such a resource over the decades. We want to see it come back shining. I think we have a chance in these days of climate change. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. Absolutely. I want to say thank you, Jim, for opening the crushed garage door, doing what it took to make it that we can lift it up enough to take things out yeah, and to scoot out the sand. Yeah. The damage that was done, first thing that we noticed was the garage. And that was even before the rogue wave that took out the rest of the house. And a log had slammed into the garage and had put a big dent in one of the corners and had actually wedged itself under the garage and had bent the track. The wheels were off the track and you could see where it was bent and Jim took his tools today and got the wheels on the track and straightened the track out enough so that we can manually lift the garage. And we still don't have any electrical but at least the door can open. And then one surprise was that we don't have water. After the surge we did have water. A couple days later, we didn't. So what's going on there? We didn't know until Sun found a note that had fallen behind one of the sandbags and must not have stuck properly on the door. It was from the water company who said they had noticed that there was a 12-gallon-an-hour flow of water that they thought could possibly be a leak, and so out of courtesy, they turned it off for us at the meter and that we need to call them in order to turn it back on. So... Mystery solved. The note had slipped off the door. It gotten all wet and had fallen behind the sandbags. But luckily I felt a need to remove the sandbags because we kept stepping over the sandbags and dragging sand into the kitchen. And I thought, well, this is ridiculous. So once I cleared out the sandbags and swept the floor, I found the note. <laughs> and in terms of the ocean, well, it always looks like it's high tide now. 
<laughs> but we've lost half the beach at least. I'd say that it's less than 100 feet from the street to the high. Really close. So we're more beachfront property than ever. Just that silly road in the way. No railing anymore. The railing got destroyed. So we just have a sand dune and a sandy road between us and the beach now. The road has not been cleared. It's just full of wet sand, sand that's been driven over by everybody who's cleaning and looking. And I'm learning a lot about sand potholes. They're an amazing thing. They keep changing all the time. At least with asphalt potholes, you kind of know what to expect. But these change depending on how much water came in from the last high tide. <laughs> We're feeling safer here. It's a beautiful sunny day. That really helps us see the bright side of life. Our big priorities now, the garage door is open, check. The appliances have been examined to see if we can keep some of them or get rid of some of them. And we can see if we want to repair this refrigerator. It was a very good refrigerator before this event. So it would be nice if we didn't have to get rid of it. And with Free Energy Bob coming in tomorrow, we should figure that out. The carpets are nice and dry and there's no mildewy smell. It's a big relief. We apparently did everything right and very quickly, so we're going to be able to salvage the rugs. We just have to replace the foam pads that were removed, so we can't put the furniture back until the foam pads are restored, so everything is taking a long time. All right, and that's pretty much the update on stuff here. Meanwhile, oh, the fridge today. There was a lot of drinks in the fridge. Yes, a she, lot of rotten drinks. She would not let me drink frozen things. anything in there practically, right? I mean, no. Coke Zero didn't even qualify. No. It's no. terrible. <laughs> Jim doesn't want any of it. Well, not even the Coors or the. Well, I, I did accept a Guinness. A Guinness, all right. <laughs> all right, right. A man with class. And a bottle of wine. And a <laughs> bottle of French wine of some kind. <laughs> to be investigated further. We're making progress here. A big thing for me is the water. I'd really like to be able to use the restrooms again. It was a nice feature. Yeah. Oh yes, the car is still here. Oh, the saga with the car. <laughs> the yeah, we saga. Really yeah. Yeah, the insurance company just wants us to give it to them and they'll give us a check for $7,500 and that'll be that. However, I talked to a couple of friends now who say that you can tell the insurance company you want to salvage it yourself, and they'll still give you most of the money, like 7000 instead of 7500 and and I'll be able to keep the car and salvage it when I want to. In the meantime, I can take it to a repair guy, a car guy, and fix it for hopefully less than what the insurance company pays me for it, and then I'll have a car back again. So that's part of the plan right now is when we talk to the insurance company about that. We'll see if we can keep it in lieu of giving it away to the junkers. Far cry from Dr. Future. <laughs> <laughs> Disaster report. Slogging through the past. <laughs> yeah, well, the future is, well, we build houses that can be half underwater if we want to. We, we welcome the high tides coming in, and we go into these geodesic domes and watch the sea creatures and the foam and the, and the storm firsthand in the comfort of a, a living room environment. I see that in the future. The glass dome that we live in. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the aquarium of the ocean and the sea creatures stare at us. Yeah. You could go full Captain Nemo. Yeah, yeah. Full, <laughs> I could have a little submarine that leaves. Just, just wander uh -huh. the oceans underneath the voyage to the bottom of the sea kind of thing. I always liked a personal sub. I think that would be cool. If I lived in Hawaii, I'd definitely want one. I uh, wonder if ocean weather is better than air weather. 
the calmness at the bottom of the sea compares with the calmness of the air on the land? Good question. I, my guess is that most of the weather is on the surface. <laughs> at least the atmospheric weather. There might be other kinds of forces at work down there, like currents. I understand there are deep currents. Maybe rain down there is air. <laughs> bubbles. Cloud, clouds of air, you know, pouring air bubbles down. Bubbles coming from the bottom somewhere. Methane, methane. From above. Scenario. We will first need to find a plumber. Back to reality. Back to reality. And then the question is, how do you detect leaks? What's a plumber going to do to get a leak? What's the state-of-the-art leak detection technology look like today? Well, they have something that uh, can listen. Oh, it so can like hear. A huh? Yeah, like, yeah, sort of like that. That's very sensitive. That it can hear water rushing or dribbling or trickling. So you go around with your water stethoscope and listening for uh, water. Yeah, yeah. We had somebody come out to our place looking for the. Did they find it? They kind of narrowed it down, I think. Yes, and that was Jim Rintoul, who helped us with the garage door, the shoveling of sand, the moving the car, stacking sandbags, and radio commentary. We now move forward to the next day when we had Bob Leff and Donna Hale come to visit, both with uh, amazing talents, some of which we captured in what you're about to hear. Bob is a professional electrician in San Francisco, and helped us with evaluating which of our appliances were good or bad. And after he did that, uh, he was able to pontificate a bit on some of the free energy stuff and holographic nature of universe thinking that he's so famous for. That's uh, Bob Free Energy Leff and uh, Donna Hale. I'm realizing that your brain yeah. is like a hologram. Every time you have a memory, it's a hologram. Yeah. That's how it uses well, your neurons. Yeah. And I, I see it. I see it where the digital yeah. memories will connect with that hologram, the biological oh, hologram. Yeah. But damn it, I don't want the chip. Okay. You guys, you gotta ask Donna and you're about like, oh, come on, man. Come on, just relax. Just take the Listen chip, Bob. Just fucking well, relax. It's only going to be... The chip for a certain period of time. What blows your mind about holograms? A hologram is the interaction of interference patterns. The interaction of interference patterns. So what happens is you have a projected image shot from two dimensions that then crosses. And where it crosses is when the image manifests itself. That's so we're across, yeah. It's a 3D screen, itself, man. So. It's a 3D screen. Yeah. So it's only the interference pattern where, where the that creates reality. The reality. Yeah. So does and that when mean you we're think about holograms? Yes. Oh. We are the inner, because I know, for instance, you have a scalar wave, and when two scalar waves hit, they become a vector. And that point of vector is when it pops into our reality and we see it and we can measure it. We can't measure the scalar. We can only measure when they touch, becoming a vector. Then it pops into our reality and we can measure it. Mm. Okay. I think the future is going to be all about the interference patterns myself. 3D? 3D, man. Holographic 3D. It's the way... Holographic 3D and geometry. It's the way we can deal with multiple dimensions. 
by can seeing we? holographic. By looking at them as holograms. Uh -huh. So mm -hmm. that you can have interlacing holograms, which is how you can bridge the dimension. That's pretty cool. That's the same thing as opposites. Coming together of opposites. Intersection, the sea and the, yeah. and the shore. The, the stress of these two variables meeting each other produces a third element. Mm. Mm. There yeah. you go. And the photon mm. either escapes the black hole or it collapses back towards the center. Or I, I like that. And, and sometimes, isn't it then true also that one plus one equals three? Sometimes. Well, I guess that depends on how many angles there are to this hologram. Oh my God. Well, I would say your definition of one and your definition of three <laughs> are highly questionable. <laughs> well, yes, it's so Because there's only one oneness, and the fact that there's three of them is really just a sub class. Mm -hmm. Are you prepared to stand on that? <laughs> there's only one oneness? Yes, really? yeah. that I do believe. With all of my heart. You do. Oh, that's pretty boring. Oneness is pretty boring. That's you know? why I disagree. Came from oneness. <laughs> I mean, here we go. We uh, finally sit, right? Yeah. And we have no motion. What that kind thing. of oneness is that? That is yeah. not oneness, Bob. No, you are projecting. Still, your your oneness is kind of boring, you but you know, there's many other versions of oneness that are not that yeah. boring. Okay. There's the intersections <laughs> on that. Yeah. <laughs> it's lovely of both definitions of oneness that are separate. But there you go. They have different definitions of oneness. We have the guru. We are yeah. trying to generate the stillness, the lack of movement, the zen. And yeah. how do we generate it? By many beams coming together and canceling each other. Oh, my oh no! <laughs> well, they don't always cancel each other, though. They don't? No, they sometimes they, they do? don't cancel. What's left is Oh, left. no, many people That's coming it. together now and amplifying each other. Oh, what's oh, left, yeah. right? What's left? Yeah. 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 That's an interesting yes. show. We're what's left. What's left? And you're what's left. What's <laughs> left? Bob left. He's showing us what's, what's left. left. Now we oh, know. Bob left on what's left. Wow. That's pretty good. That's the name of my show, What's Left. Oh, wow, that's good. What's idea. left? It isn't right. <laughs> okay, so I like, I like this idea of yeah. the clashing together of all the singularities or the individualities or things they're doing connection with oneness. The collision of singularity. <laughs> There's something wrong with I that. I can see that. You are the collision of singularity. How dare you? <laughs> Who gave you the permission? To. It was a total accident. <laughs> was it, yeah, spontaneous kind of thing? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, but the good news is it's covered by our comprehensive. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> I want you guys, can I ask important. you something? You could. I could I, could I ask you? I, can I suppose it depends on how much we try to interrupt you. <laughs> like, yeah. you know. May I ask you, yeah. ponders of a question, the idea of oneness, perhaps. Uh -huh. Could that, could we all have experienced that in just a fantastic orgasm? We just let go of everything and just connected with everything. S surrender. Bliss. Mm -hmm. That could be it. Is that a form of oneness? Orgasm is definitely a form of oneness. Oh, for oh. sure. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
so of the ego. the relationship between mm. the subconscious and the conscious, if you will, is that the subconscious is like this vast elephant that just has instincts <laughs> and is responding to the environment by understanding its connection to all that is. It, it has its mm. natural instincts and it knows when it's supposed to eat, it knows when it's supposed to mate, it knows when it's supposed to, feed, to stampede, mm. avoid a fire, it knows what it likes, and yet it may be so a powerful energy that gets swept along a bigger current of energy like a tsunami. Right. Wait, so wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna stop there. There may be things outside about, you're of talking about the subconscious. You're talking about an intelligence, an elephant, it's, it's, as a metaphor. I'm for talking about instinctual, as a metaphor for intuition, and okay. consciousness is She's a metaphor. metaphor <laughs> I'm just gonna use my for <laughs> a rider on the elephant, a trainer <laughs> who believes that his discernment of the danger should be telling the elephant where to go. Mm -hmm. He should be telling the elephant uh, how to well. take itself where it needs to go. But the trainer doesn't have the power of the elephant. The trainer doesn't have the connection to the holistic instincts of the elephant. Mm -hmm. But the trainer and the elephant can develop a relationship of trust like that will allow the, the elephant to be informed by the discerning consciousness in order to take its instincts into a productive direction. Whoa. It's good. I agree. It's, and I think well it's very said. well said. I, the, I, the I took it from, I realized I took it from a really good book that I just read. It's a coddling of the American mind. Well, since I am the sun, if you think about the sun, the essence of the sun is it is a radiant light of effervescent energy that is constantly putting out creative force right. to the universe as a solar wind. And that solar right. wind, in its constancy, ignites many forms of creation. Mm. It lights the planets and mm. so life begins to understand the color spectrum and all of the frequencies of light. It warms the essence of the ether in every mm. empty place in the sphere of influence and mm. that warmth creates all of these thermal waves in the ocean of form that become new beings and it guides the path through the infinite infibulum where all existence has come into being and is beyond the reach of every infinite center of perception <gasps> and yet in the sphere of influence of the sun there is a hologram of understanding that the constancy and the sameness is everywhere. Mm. And so there is no need mm. to know all mm. that is because creation is a force of discovery and it is a force of constant evolution and it is a force of manifestation through awareness and understanding. And in that awareness and understanding, the game of discovery is one in which 
new things are discovered, and as they are discovered, they are understood. And that's the game. Mm, it sounds like one of the major components of the game is the sense of adventure. Oh, yes. People need that sense of adventure. We're all wanting it. We want the map for the treasure. We want to go out to the stars. There's something in us that's yearning to explore new and space. And you become the signpost. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm the light, actually. Well, I just spotlight it. <laughs> I do enjoy a good adventure. Good adventure. Oh, yes, for sure. And what you said about understanding, my understanding of that concept is that the universe has infinite wisdom all the time. We're surrounded by it, and we ask the right questions, and we have a consciousness that can grok something, we'll get that information. Like, it's just there for you to understand, but you have to have the capacity to understand it. There you go. You need to know. Yeah. I don't have to go to YouTube or Dr. Google. No, no. You, you the, can. The no, record, you don't have to. And, you know, and... <laughs> That's yeah. right. You want to There's know, no mandate. No, actually, super, it's simply an option. It's a superpower. Actually, it's the way you go to right? Dr. Google. You go no, into the internet to no. surf, and you see what comes out yeah. of the way. Yeah. That's how you do it. And then these YouTubes will come up, and somebody will be saying something to you absolutely random, but it will make so much sense. Right. Aha! Our little secret conspiracy is that... Even though very few people are aware of who we are, like you guys, we have this huge audience in the future. Yeah, we're very famous <laughs> in the future. But right now, we're right now we're invisible. we get to enjoy the invisibility. <laughs> because uh, fame is a fucking We feel the ass. same way. We fame feel the same way. Butt. I just want to let you know that <laughs> I keep telling this to Donna. Future, I, go, I go, just fucking <laughs> yeah. enjoy the fact that you don't have people banging, knocking down your door, okay? Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. understand the Anana. It's great. Because when it hits, you're not going to have yeah, a chance. Yeah, you're not going to have that freedom that uh, you had before. Forget it. Yeah. But you will if you know that this we is need stuff. You know, going to happen, so you might as well enjoy it now. <laughs> we need help. Right? I've, never yeah. had, I've never had help. Right? Yeah, just people. the right people stop by and say hi. Oh, know, my God, you guys have already people. been having it. The power of love. Well, thank you. You help me sometimes when I'm not feeling it to mm. stay centered there. Mm. So. I like to think that I'm always feeling it because I'm a great rationalist who determines that even if I misstep, it was a good one. You know, that's <laughs> that's so cute. She's so honest. That being a that's actually a very good trait. You're nasty yourself and you never beat yourself up. Even if you know you fucked up, you go, "That's okay." That's okay. That's because Alan has taught me the wisdom of trusting the perfection of all that is. Uh, exactly. And I'm humble enough message. to know that Jeez. I am full of mistakes, but I am also grand mm. enough to know that those mistakes are divine mm. and they might just be stepping in the shit that needs to be smelled so that we all do something about it. cannot get to the level of sleep that we can get to in nature with no field. Hmm. And what you need is to sleep without EMF so you can heal.
Okay. And then you get up in the next day and you're out in them and you're fine as long as you give yourself time. Because naturally, when the sun went down, we were designed not to have EMFs mm. all well, the time. No, I hear that. And it's kind of, and, and, and the it's, crickets. Yeah, people the say crickets? that about food, about too. The crickets and the streams. Right. Yeah. When I go out in nature, I hear the crickets all night long. I hear the stream all night. I don't sleep because I'm so interested in hearing the crickets and the stream. <laughs> I don't sleep in nature. But don't you think? Don't you think? That it's possible <laughs> that biology has evolved a way of changing things, surfing the mm. wave of reality itself. Yeah, I think. Okay. Yeah. I think, that, I think yeah. that's possible. And adjust all the time. Just, I think adjusting constantly. I think it's possible. And the whole concept is that we are an adapting species, and we're continually adapting to everything. Yes. So we're adapting to frequency. Yeah, we're adapting like to everything. Yeah. And you die when you're not adapting. So as long as you're adapting, you're okay. Changes life. Keep adding because, to your circuits whole, instead of the subtracting. Whole, <laughs> the whole concept of life and anything in the ether field is change. Mm -hmm. Delta, delta T, delta anything is what makes life. If everything is at an equilibrium and there's nothing, then there's no life. So there's always change and everything is about change. That is the definition of life is change. So frequency and everything has changed. So maybe we figured out how to heal ourselves. Our body is learned how to heal itself. Know how to do that? Yeah. How to heal itself in a frequency field? Yeah. I think the the edge is like thinking that we can change the length of time that we live by being conscious enough to do that. That the idea of longevity is built in. That the system is self repairing and it has a natural age higher than what it is now and that yes. we can move in that direction. I think that's one of the holy grails. Yeah, I totally think it is. is. And, totally. And, but, you know, again, that's an understanding, and we are understanding. Oh. Yeah, Reach we, we, we October are. and perfect health. Uh, yeah, but he just pulled yeah. it But the electromagnetics, I think, is one of the things that we're plugging into because the computers are not designed for biology, and biology is putting out electromagnetics all the time in, in ways that we barely understand. If we could harness that or work with it, to create a symbiotic dynamic between it and our technology. And I think the secret to understanding yeah. which frequencies are good for us is geometry. We really have to look into the geometry of frequencies so that we know where the harmonics are and which colors actually enhance our life better. Yeah. Humanity needs deep nurturing. Yeah. Hugs. I think deep nurturing. We've been so drawn from. Wow. There could be more radiance, more conversation about deep nurturing for the beings that have come to this planet, you know, to the bravery, the courage, set up new systems, and the fear factor, these other factors that have come in have been slowly trying to erode our sense of courage and idealism. And that the quickest thing that I've seen is to have a broader positive broadcast for people. Whether it's music or more of a loving uh, conversation, we need to counter, to neutralize the fear that's been coming into media and all this stuff. So product lines can be conversations, carriers of information. That's why I'm talking to you about you. I know that sounds funny, but I think like the conversation, it's a she's saying to me i get like a big almost it's like a design conversation it's a mellifluous but it's a new conversation and i i am just getting this how you hold 
conflict, the secret that comes when you germinate out of conflict. Mm. And how do you hold the vision? And we need something to light humanity up to be to register to remind us of that. That's a big mm, thing to say to you, but I Thank mean, you. do you know what I'm saying? What I'm well, talking about? One of the things that I like to identify with is this position of the zodiac between Pisces and Aries, which is, I call it the alpha omega point. It's the end mm. and the beginning. It's where the cycle mm. returns. You I know? See that. There is a deep understanding in that moment of the profound nature of complementary opposites. Mm. And when you talk about conflict, if you think of conflict as a complementary opposite, mm. there is a way of, of taking the conflict and seeing it as two sides, but instead of two sides, you use the wisdom of Janus and you make it one thing that has two faces that are looking away from each other. I love that. So, spontaneity. A wonderful day at the beach house. Thank you guys yes. for your amazing help in bringing our place back to life. Yes. 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 To yes, you I guys for having such a great place. Oh, and also so much love and fun to join with you. And that's like let's get this place back together. Yeah. And here we are. It was so wonderful. Deja vu. Deja vu. Blessings. <laughs> Cheers. Go talk one on one is two, but I know.